0: Hello and welcome to the Trips and Global on Wheels Podcast Hour. I'm your host, Mean Kennedy. Traps and Global on Wheels is focused on sharing resources and insights into disability advocacy, fitness and health, and accessible travel. Our mission is to build a community of healthy, worldly, and informed advocates. Each week on our podcast, we interview someone with a disability or someone whose work advances the disability rights movement, both locally and internationally. Today, we had the great honor of interviewing Denis Vasilovich all the way from Minsk, Belarus. Denis grew up with both parents having a disability. He graduated from the Belarusian State University with a degree in physical training. He works for the Republican Association of Wheelchair Users and tries to improve the lives of individuals with mobility disabilities every day. Recently, he has been working to increase recreational opportunities for individuals with mobility disabilities. Dennis is actually up for a Sustainable Development Goal Action Award. And now, let's listen to my conversation with Dennis Vasilevich. Dennis Vasilevich, welcome to the and Global on Wheels podcast hour. We're so happy to have you join us today.
1: Thank you very much. Happy to be here with you.
0: Great. So we're going to kick off the first question with what or who inspired you to um, get interested in the disability rights advocacy field? Uh,
1: Actually, I grown up uh, with the people with disability because my mom has a disability and my dad had it as well. So we were living in a kind of nursing home in uh, here in Belarus, and uh, uh, people with all kind of disability around me, and uh, I never saw and never paid attention that they're different, and uh, they were always my friends, and I saw only abilities in them, and uh, for me they're they're regular people, but some some of the people just need a special a special approach, and uh, so it's it's my life and i live with it and uh people around me are having disability but they're my friends they're my colleagues and uh they're just just people
0: Mm -hmm. and do you mind sharing what kinds of disability your parents have uh
1: yeah my mom uh, was born without uh, two hands and two legs and uh, it was uh, kind of uh, really, really strange disability for our country and for our doctors. And she was born in 1963, and especially then they didn't know what to do. And uh, when she got pregnant with me, it was like uh, something, something really, really new here. Uh, and they said, oh, you cannot do it, and uh, it will be so hard for you, and what are you going to do with this kid? And she said, if God gave me this kid, I will raise him. And uh, my dad was, uh, he had an uh, injury, so he had amputated two legs. So they're both without, uh, my mom without hands and legs, and uh, my dad was without legs.
0: Mm, I see. So, wow. Um, I think many of our audiences are in America, but I just want to remind them that you're in Minsk. Belarus right?
1: Yes correct.
0: So so thank you for sharing that. So with two parents having disabilities growing up and not seeing disabilities and abilities but just people you know that you love and enjoy hanging out with um, as you grew up and interacted with friends who have parents that don't have disabilities what do you think is different between growing up with parents who have a disability and growing up with parents who don't have a disability?
1: Uh, you know, I didn't really feel it different because I really, really have an amazing mom because she, she did the best best of the best to raise me up and I almost didn't feel some difference. But main main difference was in the uh, inability to get somewhere, you know? If we want to go to the circus, my mom is using a wheelchair. It's so got, it's so hard to get there. If we are going to the store, we have like stairs in the front of the store. If we are going to school or kindergarten, uh, the tool that has so uh, thin doors and stairs and all kind of barriers. Uh, my mom couldn't jump with me on uh, on uh, like batute or what do you say, and uh, she doesn't that- swim in.
0: Yeah, yeah, the playground, or no, when you're out yeah, playing. Yeah, She doesn't jumping.
1: swim in a swimming pool, but uh, she was always, uh, always somewhere beside me. Uh, she was always somewhere close, and um, really, I didn't really feel that I didn't get something. But here's one of the reasons why I am working with uh, people with with disability now, because I want to show people abilities. And I want to show people that if you're doing something, think about others a l- little bit, because you never know what can so. Uh, yeah, you know, not not so much that I I was missed because my mom tried to give me everything, and if she couldn't do something, she tried to ask someone else to either help me, either take care of me, either like to take me somewhere. And uh, we've been doing so many stuff together, like going to the parks and uh, circus and uh, all kinds of museums because I knew how to help a person in a wheelchair, how to get somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Sounds like you're very creative. Yeah. I, I totally understand all the challenges that your mom went through and hence the people closest to you because I use a wheelchair myself. I'm in a manual wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So moving on to, you know, going a little further on your work, what makes you passionate about it, um, especially in regards to, you know, creating adaptive sports outdoor activities?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw, uh, I was in the USA for a few times and uh, I was participating in the Children of Chernobyl program and in 2017, I got in a uh, USAID program Community Connection. So I came to USA and I saw how people are just uh, having fun and uh, they don't they don't really ha- see a problem that they're disabled. And uh, I went to Sweden and other countries and I saw all these things are running by little bit in each country. I came home and I said, okay, our people is just sitting home doing nothing and why not it's so simple we need only five thousand dollars to start it and uh, i found a small project uh here in belarus it's called the social weekend and uh, they're looking for a small social project and i applied for it and i said here's what we need and this project is first it's about sports and active active stuff outdoor stuff but second is to show our society to show our people Abilities and how people are with how disabled people are active and they can do the same as we do in everyday life, but in a little bit different way. So when we when we start to explaining to uh, people to society and as they were saying, "What are you doing? Then you having like spinal cord injury and you want to you want them to water ski?" and I said, "Yes, I want them and they will water ski." Because I think uh, they will get so many positive emotions and it will show you that he is more, uh, he's available more than you and me. And so last year we started and it went really well. And this year we plan to to do these activities whole summer and uh, lots, so many people want to try it. And... Uh, We will move on. We will uh, buy more equipment, and uh, now we're thinking about uh, winter sports as well. So, yeah, here's how it came.
0: Wow! I hope when I come to Minsk, when I come to Belarus, I'll get to participate in all the cool sports that you've created.
1: You're always welcome. Yeah, you're always welcome to come.
0: It looks like so much fun. I saw a picture of you on a ski. Were you skating or ski, skiing, sitting on the...
1: Yeah, skiing.
0: Skiing, okay. That looks so fun. Um, so I think it's wonderful that you've created all these different sports for people with disabilities to join because, you know, like you said, you. I think since you grew up with pe- individuals with disabilities and... and deeply connect with us and know that we're just humans we're all just humans we want to have fun participate in sports sure. you know be active have adventures and so that's why you're able to go go straight ahead and create these programs even though others doubted you so yeah and
1: uh, i will say one more thing about my project and uh, i uh, when i was creating it and starting it I said, this project is is going to be not only for disabled people. Why? Uh, Because I don't want to be disabled people in their own circle. I want them to be part of society. And my main goal is to invite their siblings, their families, their friends, and to see how they do the same thing, but different way. And uh, when they're kayaking, one person is with disabilities on kayak and two friends with him. If they're riding a the tubing, they're riding it together. If they're riding a water jet ski, they do it together. So it's so important in project that is not only for disabled people.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. And that's why this podcast series, I'm not only interviewing wheelchair users, which I've interviewed lots of wheelchair users, but also individuals who are able bodied and doing this similar work. Um, And that's, I, I was really happy to see that component of your program. So yeah, I was. I was. My next question was, why is it so important to include both individuals with and without disabilities in these outdoor programs? Did you want to further elaborate, or you feel? Yeah, like yeah.
1: The I, I think that uh, you cannot show and tell about problem because people want to see what's the problem. Uh, here's the problem is the like shore or beach is not available. Uh, Guys with disability will need help. Uh, they cannot do some uh, some things. You need to give them a hand. Uh, second thing that we're, as you said, we're all human. We need to stay in touch together. We need to share fun. We need to share uh, problems. We need to share our uh, happiness, and we need to be together. So. Here in Belarus, it's really common because uh, I work uh, so much uh, with people with spinal cord injury, and after the injury, these young guys are sitting home, without friends, without uh, communication, and uh, I, I, in this case, I'm saying, I'm saying they like planting. It's, uh, it's, it's like a flower, you know. He's just growing home, and uh, this project is let people come out show himself talk to friends talk to uh, other people with injury and uh, he gets a chance to find a hobby uh, he gets a chance to find a when he when you are communicating with uh, everyone it's it's just like it's normal it should be like this and uh, it helps you to break uh, your disability in your head because the main thing is the mental thing. When you're got over your injury, you you live, but just a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish more people thought like you. And um, to be honest, I feel like you're more progressive than a lot of Americans. You know, in thinking in this m- mindset. Again, I think that goes back to you growing up with, you know, with a mom and a dad who had a disability, and that's all you knew for a long time. And and then growing up, you saw the stigma and the discrimination. And so I think from somebody who truly understands it, the approach that you've taken to these programs have been much more thoughtful and effective as well. And so since you are, you know, you're... you're academic training is in uh, physical fitness rehabilitation, I wanted to ask you, why is staying fit so important for everyone, but especially so for individuals with disabilities?
1: Uh, Especially if, uh, if I would say like uh, I work with spinal cord injury and uh, mostly with spinal cord injury, but it's, it's, For everyone, Uh, the physical activity is so important to uh, get uh, to hold your condition in a in a positive in a positive uh, way. Uh, It gives it, it, it gives you a chance to be more healthy, more happy, more strange. Because here's why: if you want to push a wheelchair, you need to have a strange. If you want to go far in your wheelchair you want to have a, con- a good condition. Uh, it's uh, so important that when you're moving uh, the blood is carrying oxygen and uh, you have a less chance to get a pressure wounds and uh, if you get in pressure wounds you're out of uh, active life for depends how it's bad from three till from three months till year. Uh, I always say it's so great and cool to go to swimming pool because you feel uh your body without wheelchair without crunches and uh, so many things that it's you know i i'm I, i'm a spo- I, I was a sportsman and for me all these physical uh, trainings are like you just have to do it you know if you if you Want to be healthy? If you want to be strange and uh, happy, if you want to go out, you have to do it. And uh, one more thing: um, why, why is sport, all kind of sport activity and uh, fitness and uh, stuff, when a person with disability does it, it uh, motivates other people with disability to do the same because. They're looking uh, at them and saying, oh, he can do it, I can do it. And uh, when people were uh, seeing my uh, going on subboard on wheelchair, they're like, okay, if he's on wheelchair paddling subboard, why shouldn't I try to do it? And, uh, yeah, it's my vision.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Going back to what you were saying before, a lot of it is mental, you know, we we don't think things are possible until we see other people doing it or breaking that barrier or that level of uh, Um, difficulty and then they're like okay I'm gonna try to reach that because that is what's possible but then someone else does something else and then they're like oh oh but that's possible too so let me try that you know and the thing is we can create our own threshold and our own possibilities and I think Mm -hmm. your programs have have taught us that and you know you're making waves there in Belarus for people with disabilities and I think that's wonderful I see that you do some work with USAID, how has USAID been helpful in, in improving the lives of individuals with disabilities there in Belarus? Uh,
1: especially for, for me, uh, I was uh, part of their program and I, was, I am so thankful to USAID because I got chance uh, after graduating from university, after working a while to, with People with disability I get a chance to go to USA and have a new vision of how it works in US and uh, by coming back they always support uh, people who is uh, who was in their programs and uh, they having a small grants that you can apply and uh, create something new here so uh, I'm always in touch with uh, American Embassy in a USAID program, and it's it works really good in Belarus, and it helps to a lot of people, and especially to solve a problem with uh, 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 for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's great. What sustains you and motivates you to keep making lives better for people with disabilities? Because I know you have a great motivation, you know, your parents and people that you grew up with who also have a disabilities. But what sustains you when things are difficult and when, you know, either government officials or other organizations that don't cooperate and make the progress slow?
1: Uh, you know uh it's not nothing really about government uh we always can say oh we have a bad government or something is not working so good and uh, bad medical care uh we should start from ourselves if we want to change the world we should start from us from uh each of us from uh, little things and uh i will tell you from for example uh, I work at active rehabilitation camps in Belarus for spinal cord people with spinal cord injury. And once uh, we got a guy, uh, it was year after the injury, and uh, he came so so destroyed, you know, so upset. And we started to talk to him. I started to teach him how to pull a pants. And when he reached the goal, and he pulled his pants on for the time for. First time he said, Oh, thank you. Now I feel that I'm a person. And this is the best payment for your work. You know, uh, when you know that you changed something for uh, one certain person and he will use it, and the small things, it's a beginning to change his life in the future. Uh, and uh, when we had our project, one, uh, w- one of my friends, he's, he became to my friend now, uh, he wrote uh, a tubing, and when we stopped, he said, "It is my best emotions after the injury." And uh, here's what makes me move on, uh, that th- these small things are uh, pushing me to do more and more and more, because I see a result of my work. And I see that people need me and uh, they're thankful for uh, work that I'm doing. And uh, I just don't want to stop. And I always say, if I will stop, if I will, won't do it, who will do it instead of me? So.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think, you know, a lot of us wait for some other person some other time. But sometimes we just need to, you know, start doing things and taking initiative and making um our environment better and you know from what we envision in our head and i think i think that's great
1: yeah and uh i will like tell you a little bit um, uh, about active rehabilitation camps uh we borrowed this uh, system and active rehabilitation camps from uh, guys from sweden and this program works really good why because the leaders are at the camp are people with either injury, either disability, and they're teaching and showing by their own experience. And so you see how he does or she does, and you oh, okay, I have the same injury, and he does it, why can I not do it? And uh, it works really good. People are um, getting so inspired, and they see uh, experience of other people and this method peer to peer works really, really good. You don't have to like uh, create something that people are had created many years ago. So.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, that's wonderful so. How many years have you been doing this kind of work? And during this time, what improvements have you seen in Belarus? You know, during these years that you've been working on disability rights, disability advocacy work.
1: I've worked since 2012 uh, in uh, our organization, uh, Republican Association of Wheelchair Users. And it's been done a lot, a lot by government, a lot by People, uh, it starts to be much easier to go out outside. It's much easier to use the public transport, and uh, the parking places are more uh, more free than it was before uh, near of stores, hospitals, and stuff. Uh, new buildings are uh, accessible and available for uh, people with disabilities.
0: That's great. So can you tell us more about your SDG program, the, the award that you were um, a, a nominee for? Just give us some more detail and background information.
1: Yeah, uh, I was uh, nominated to, to SDG awards uh, with my project, Special Appro- uh, Approach for Healthy Life. And uh, as I told you before, I just want to show other people that... Uh, Together we can create something really interesting and really great for uh, people with disability and uh, we can include them in our regular life and uh, we should do this. And uh, I want to sh- show the world that Belarus is a small country uh, with not so high income level, but we're still changing uh our country, our lives and mental uh, vision and mental thinking of our society about disabled people. and uh, I call it creative way because if you see it's a project about sports and stuff, active, but it's more about to show people that people with disability are the same and they can do same stuff, and look at them, inspire, and uh, invite them to your lives. You know, just don't forget about them. And uh, if you are opening a cafe, make them a way how to come in. So this award is uh, is nothing about for me to be like famous or uh, not some individual stuff. It just we I want to show and share that we've done something, and uh, we're doing it, and uh, we're uh, open and ready to share what we have done in Belarus, and maybe some countries will see how how it works in Belarus and want to do it in their countries and uh, we're always open to share our knowledges our experience uh, because we've really been done a lot and um so we hope this award uh, will, uh, how do you say, will, imp- will show our government that NGOs are doing and changing a lot inside of the country and uh, that government needs to be in, uh, in touch with NGOs and uh, work together not to split a uh, work and uh, jobs so yeah if, if we will be in final or get something it will be uh, one more step up for our country
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's great good luck Thanks. so in terms of one of the last questions i have for you is in regards to physical rehabilitation or some other aspects of The disability advocacy realm. What do you think we as US, you know, as Americans can learn from Belarusians and what can Belarusians can learn from us? What can you from you learn from, you know, the progress we've made here in the US as well?
1: Uh, I think if I'm not, if I'm correct, you had even a president on wheelchair. Isn't, Isn't it right?
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes, and uh, you have a little bit more uh, freedom than we do and uh, I think that Americans should be a little bit more tough to the life and uh, Because they have more abilities possibilities in everyday life uh, than we are and they're getting a little bit relaxed and uh, but we always uh, uh, looking uh, at your open minds, uh, you know, Americans are uh, f- free to say, free to think, and uh, be themselves, you know, and Americans have a little bit uh, more comfortable lifestyle, I would say. And uh, maybe the medicine, uh, medical care in America is. And the rehabilitation system is a bit uh, better than it's in Belarus, and uh, but we're working on it. And uh, yeah, main it's probably main thing because for me, as I said, it's so hard to say because I don't see uh, I don't see disability in people. Uh, I see their problems in uh, everyday life, but I cannot even say that that we live here so bad. No, 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 no. We we work here. We live. Uh, we have um, medical care. Yeah, it's not it's not as good as in the U.S., but we we we're doing it. Uh, I don't know. Probably yes.
0: So how? So what do you think we can Americans can learn from people or you know policies of your country then?
1: Oh, Americans have to look at our guys, uh, how they're pushing a huge, huge wheelchair without any assistance, and uh, how they're going down from fifth floor to go to the store, because uh, they live up on the fifth floor, uh, to be more tough. uh, To be more tough and uh, don't... uh, to be more, uh, how do you say? To be uh, to taking care of themselves more uh, by themselves. Because as I know, like uh, lots of uh, people with disability in America, like having like assistants, personal assistance and uh, here in Belarus, people don't have it. They're doing it on their own, and they're fighting, and uh, they're. Uh, Creating their own ways how to solve a problem try to do more things yourself, you know and uh, try to Go out more and uh, You know if you want to change something as I said start from yourself
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really true with everything and uh, so I just have one last question for you Even though the last one was supposed to be the last question. Um, what? uh what you know, disability disability rights activists or individuals who are doing this kind of work, you know, disability rights, disability advocacy, mm-hmm. whatnot. Do you admire both in Europe and in the U.S. or elsewhere in the world that you really look up to and you know follow their example?
1: Uh, I really, really fan of uh, Swedish system of uh... Social work of uh, disabled rights, uh, rights of disabled people. I'm sorry, of uh, rehabilitation system, of uh, of everything. I'm just uh, I'm going to Sweden uh, every years two three times, and uh, they have really really uh, good country for uh, to live with a disability because. Uh, First they see a person, and then they see your disability. Uh, and it's so great that they're giving uh, equal chance to work, study, uh, having a family uh, to everyone. and, and it doesn't it, it, there is no matter if you have disability or not. And uh, for me, it's it's a favorite country.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Dennis, for participating on the podcast today. Uh, we appreciate you for your very insightful responses and for this very new perspective. Um, haven't interviewed anybody from Belarus yet.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, to talk to you. And uh, it's so good that we have a chance to share uh, our experience and uh, to share our vision. So.
0: I only know what it's like in America And shutting doors I don't think that's right. Thanks for listening to another Trapes and Global on Wheels Podcast Hour. Look for us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook where I post pictures of my travels, share videos of my fitness journey, and keep you updated on the latest wheelchair accessory must-haves. Tell others about our program. The more we can raise awareness about these issues, the stronger we can get as a community. At Trips and Global on Wheels, we aim to build a community of healthy, worldly, and informed individuals with disabilities and disability advocates. That means we want to hear from you our listeners. Send us an email at tgowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know about your favorite destinations for accessible travel. How do you stay fit to avoid chronic injuries? What language do you prefer to describe your identity as someone with a disability? We want to provide a platform for people to share and learn from each other. So send us your stories. If you have suggestions for future guests that you would like to hear on our podcast series, please leave them in the Contact Us section of our website or post them on our Facebook page. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.